Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Sisters J, that is Lily Jackson and Elizabeth Jackson. They have a brand new single out called Clearly. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how they make such beautiful harmonies together and so much more. So welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Yes, thank you very much. You know, I love harmony and I think there's no harmony like when, you know, a family group does harmony together. You know, you think of the Bee Gees and, you know, classic family groups. Can you two remember the first time you actually harmonized together? I think it might have been through musical theater because that's when we started yes. really singing and learning harmonies. Okay. Did you guys just grow up in a musical household? You know, can you remember a time yes. when you weren't doing music? No, not really. <laughs> I like that. Well, you, you guys, you know, I think this is a long time coming. You did a single a couple years ago called You Shine Through, mm -hmm. which was, uh, was that more of like a praise and worship song? Yes. Okay. So what was that like to, you know, record, wait a couple years, you know, do clearly? Was this a long time coming for you? Um, it's kind of surreal, to be honest, because um, I wrote that song when I was 16. Um, and so to like back in 2016 um, and to have it recorded now is like, whoa, is and then especially after having you shine through recorded, I didn't know how long or when, or even if it was possible for me to have, you know, for Lily and I to have our songs out there too. Like stuff oh. that had been in the works for a while. Okay. So Elizabeth, are, are you the older of the two? Yes. So Lily, so Elizabeth's writing this cool song. You're kind of waiting in the wings. You know, what's that like for you as the younger sister of the group? Well, I don't, I'm, when it comes to like writing music, I'm not that great at writing music, but I can totally sing with my sister. That is a lie, but okay. <laughs> Shh, shut up. <laughs> I write stories, but um, I have to say, when it came to like clearly and then Elizabeth, she was always so excited about it. And I, I love seeing my sister excited because it gets me excited. But um, uh, I remember when she wrote clearly, that's mainly when I started learning how to do counter melodies and harmonies like for myself and hearing it for myself. So, I mean, I'd have to say my sister really helped me grow. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing, too, is especially at, at your guys's age, um, you know, you're out of high school now. Are, are you both like in college? Mm-hmm. I just Lily finished college. Yes, I just finished my first semester of uh, freshman year <laughs> in college. I just I'm okay I'm talking over people. Oh no, no, that's okay. So, so you both must now have a lot more, you know, to write about because clearly it has, you know, a lot of romance in it. You know, do you feel like you're both at this time in life? You know, you're in college, you have so much ahead of you. You know, is that influencing the music right now? Absolutely. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I just graduated. So it's very like, that's what I want to write about. You know what I'm saying? Like, just where I'm at. I like that because, well, you're both in a, in a situation like, you know, for Lily, you're finally out of high school into college. 
a new mm -hmm. beginning and it sounds like elizabeth you just finished college you know and there's another new beginning there mm -hmm. you know what do you feel like is the most exciting parts of your lives right now i think um, well, sometimes it's just like stepping into something new and seeing what can happen for the better obviously we don't want bad stuff happening. <laughs> but, but uh, like seeing what opportunities like yes uh-huh well, I know one thing that's hard, like I remember, you know, being in band in high school. And then when you go to college, you think, well, I don't have time to do music anymore. You know, it really is hard to keep that alive after high school. How did you guys manage to keep that alive? Well, for me, it was quite easy because I majored in instrumental music education. Ah, that's a good way. <laughs> I've wanted, ever since I was in band at 11 years old, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so um, I also had a lot of uh, like theater and choir experience. So I was really thankful that my college let me have the opportunity to kind of dip my fingers in both in instrumental ensembles and learning there. And then also doing a lot of vocal things. Mm -hmm. Nice. And how about for you, Lily? Um, when it comes to music, I know I always want that to be a part of my life, so it's it's never going to leave. I will make sure of that. Though I am majoring in animation at my college, I will um, I still play my instruments every once in a while, and I sing with Elizabeth like every time we're together. So, oh, nice. Well, maybe you can animate your next video. <laughs> That's that would be cool. It would be awesome. You know, I could probably get my friends to help us with that, EJ. <laughs> well, one nice thing about school is it lets you experiment. And, you know, say you've, you know, been in the choir your whole life, mm -hmm. you know, and then, oh, well, let me try taking the piano or, you know, take the guitar. Do you feel like you're free to explore a little bit more now musically? Oh, for sure. And given all the training that we've had it kind of is very inspiring for like what what we could come up with mm -hmm. well and tell me from the songwriting standpoint because i know a lot of people are just born songwriters you know they just have that knack but are you finding that's one thing you know with more formal training that's really informing your songwriting now Yes, I would say so, especially in the development of like musicality, um, just taking music theory classes and other things like that, like understanding the structure of how music works, it really helps. And it's fun to experiment with things like that, too. Right. And I think since, you know, if you're talking about wanting to become a music teacher, it sounds like that's part of your training now. Mm -hmm. You learn so much when you have to be able to teach it to someone else. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another thing that I really like about your new song is uh, someone who you recorded that with, Ted Perlman, who seems mm -hmm. to have so much experience in the industry. Tell me how that all came about. Um, so we, we actually... Lily, do you want to do this? No, no, you can. You, you have it. <laughs> okay, so um, we met him through Thornton Klein, who my mother works with. They've been writing stuff, books together for a while, and Thornton 
wrote 10 little songs for my mom's first children's book and Lily and I recorded those. And so we've had um, <clears throat> that relationship for a while and Thornton was working with Ted. Ted came and um, produced a song that Thornton had written for this big event. I, I, the, I, the specific event has left my mind but we met him that day and then he came over to our house my mom was like hey my daughter's like write music you should come and hang out with us for lack of better words and then he did and then it's been like really cool since then because he wanted to invest in us and isn't that exciting because i think a lot of times we take things for granted you know, oh, someone falls into our lap and oh, wow, they're really good. Was it more like after the fact you kind of realized, wow, th this guy's worked with some amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like grill him like in between recording? Did you just want to ask him a million questions about the music industry? Uh, see, sometimes like he'll just he'll tell us stories and then that prompts a lot of our questions because it's really cool to just listen to the experience that he's had and like because he's raw he'll he'll tell it to you straight which is what i really appreciate about him he doesn't put on a face um for people because i've worked with people like that and i don't appreciate it um it also just helps the whole um process of us working together uh so much easier and just a better experience overall but um, listening to like who he's worked with and what he's done is just it blows my mind because it's like you worked with blank, blank and blank. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. And and, you know, you're talking about, you know, your songwriting and about people being straightforward. It's really hard to take something you've written and then let a new person add their input. And you kind mm -hmm. of want, on the one hand, them to be honest and say, hey, this is how we can improve it. And then on the other hand, you know, you don't want them to be too brutal because, you know, that's your baby. You know, that's your creation. Mm -hmm. Did you find there was a nice balance between kind of, you know, hard reality, but also some, you know, sensitivity? Yes. And mm -hmm. Ted is really good about that because I've had trouble with that before just because like when I write it comes from like the deep parts of me so it's not it's, it's a kind of it's a vulnerability thing it's hard to just kind of pass pass it on and say like hey I always want to like improve and see like what I can do to improve but sometimes when somebody like picks and prods too much it's like okay let, let's not do that but um Ted is really good about Saying like I really like this. Let's see if we can add this or change it, but not too much, just to improve it. And it's been it's been it's worked really well so far. That's nice because I think you find you you meet some people and they want to impose their vision on you. Yet really good people they want to learn what your vision is and just help you more fully realize your own vision. Mm -hmm. Does it, does, it, does that seem to wrap? Does that seem to to be what happened in this collaboration? Like, you know, they really nurtured what you wanted to put across. Yes, and mm -hmm. I really have enjoyed that. I think Lily has too. I don't want to talk. Yes. Um, well, for Lily, really um, nice. what was your most fun memory of making clearly? Mm -hmm. 
I think it's just finding the new things that I could sing like with it and because the original was a lot plainer obviously but uh um it was just fun finding all the new parts it's like oh I can actually dance to this this is fun you know <laughs> like and I remember you- recording and I could not stop like bopping my head while I was singing <laughs> well I'm so curious because I really envy people who can sing harmony and I just wonder in the studio how much of that are you creating in the studio um there's like a lot in the bridge of clearly was what we created in the studio and lily came up with that like i remember Mm -hmm. i had left for a few minutes and i came back and she was doing that i was like whoa that's new that's cool Mm -hmm. and um because we could do a lot more with the track that ted had created um because it like opened new doors and there were some other things that in there that had been there since the original writing of the song because i wrote the song on guitar and that's all that we had was just the guitar and the song and that's how we'd sung it forever and so now having this new track with the way that uh we worked with ted and then like adding in these other harmonies was like this is cool like you could take this song and just kind of like uh, make it so much cooler i like the production a lot but I can also picture this as something with just your two voices and a guitar. So it seems mm-hmm. like something that would be really easy. Like, you know, say you get invited, you know, to sing a small, you know, show somewhere. All you guys need is your guitar and your voices. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been doing for years. It's one of my favorite things to do because it's so raw. And um, like, I like clearly and our song open wind too it has a bunch of stuff in the background it really makes the song like ooh, we can dance to this but i also would love to release some like acoustic versions of the songs like just to have because it changes the song kind of it's like a different feeling but like you said if we needed to do a small show it would be pretty easy to just do it on guitar and it i love doing that it's fun. Yeah, it's kind of like what they used to call in the MTV era. You know, do you remember MTV Unplugged? I do, yes. So, which is basically an acoustic set. And it just seems like, especially when it's all about your voices and your harmony, there's just something so nice about not competing with anything else and letting your voices be center stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About, well, when you first started performing, I mean, you're still both, you know, relatively young, but I mean, were you performing in junior high? Like, you know, what was your first performance in public? Like with her and I singing? Yeah. Um, wasn't it, uh, oh my word, the 3rd of July? Oh, oh yes. Okay, yeah. so... I've forgotten about that because we've had little times where we've performed individually, but the first time we really performed together live in public was um, in our hometown. Our hometown does this really big thing on the 3rd of July, the day, you know, before the 4th, um, where they have live music and a bunch of food trucks and there's like a couple thousand people down there. Um, But this year they had done like a little uh, Hendersonville's Got Talent and we um submitted a video 
and was able to actually perform a song that I wrote that Lily helped me a lot with and we performed it live in front of all those people and that was a surreal experience it was really cool how many people was it like one five thousand fifteen thousand yeah. I mean there were people that were sitting and watching there were people uh with the food trucks walking around so like there were people everywhere because you can hear the live music for it's wow. is loud <laughs> that was a really cool and uh, we also sang at mom's book launch before that oh, oh nice yeah. so what a supportive family Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty nice it sounds like your mom's really encouraged you throughout all this definitely uh, we would not be anywhere her. without her yeah we wouldn't be anywhere without her well i know you know she does uh publishing and books and has incorporated music so did you contribute some music to one of her book projects um yes i we sang oh so her first book that she released her first children's book her partner thornton klein who introduced us to ted wrote 10 little songs for her book and lily and i recorded those for the cd that went in the back of the book which was really cool oh nice because you know people always think there's only one path to music oh i want to you know a top 40 hit on the radio but there's so many other ways you can do things in music like Mm -hmm. contribute to a book or you know play at a day before the fourth of july concert you know Mm -hmm. what other kinds of clever things have you done to get your music out there um well so i just finished it theater is also (laughs) good but um i just finished student teaching and i this is all when we had our songs coming out and i showed the songs to Uh, one of my mentor teachers and he just loved it so much that he played it in class and used it to teach different types of articulation with his kids which was so cool oh nice Um, that was sounds very flattering it was i was i was very thankful because he kind of surprised he was like hey i really like this song miss jackson turn it on so i can use it in class what okay I like that. Well, and and for, you know, like, I think everyone thinks you have to decide right off the bat exactly what you want to do. And it sounds like Mm -hmm. you're both giving yourselves freedom to try some things out and see what you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And that comes from our parents. They've given us that opportunity over the years, which we've been very thankful for. Mm-hmm. because we like to dip our toes in a lot of different pools so trying to find one pool can be quite difficult sometimes so what have you eliminated what's the one aspect of music you'd rather someone else do for you mm-hmm. oh goodness gracious i have no idea <laughs> whether it's you know some people well, most creative people <laughs> want someone else to do the business side but you know, that's sometimes good. they. That's a good one. But maybe you realize, wow, I've been a singer. But then you think, wow, I actually like songwriting more. Or, wow, I really like producing in the studio. Have you discovered mm-hmm. things like that? I um, have that I would rather not do the business side of things. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to, I will. But I, would, I think Lily's in the same boat. 
but um, I uh, like a year or two ago, I bought myself some recording equipment so I could record some things myself just to kind of experiment. And Lily has been there with me for that mm -hmm. um, because we've recorded a few things like um, for our dad's birthday, there are a few songs that he really likes. So like when we're not there with him, he can always have those. Um, and then other things like that has been really nice. Mm -hmm. You know, isn't it nice to try that out at home? Because I know for a lot of people, going into a recording studio can be really intimidating. Mm -hmm. Do, do yeah. you guys ever have that that kind of, oh, we have to make everything perfect? Or are you a little more relaxed about the recording process now? I well, the recording process, really, go ahead. Uh, well, I think when, like, when we first went to record, I, I I thought the place looked freaking lit. It was awesome, but um, <laughs> it was really cool. But then, like, I never realized, like, when we started recording, I was like, "This microphone can hear everything that I'm doing, and I don't like it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does hear but, all um, the little things. Um, I think when it came to like intimidation, I guess to say, mm -hmm. I think theater helped us get through being scared. So. It, mm -hmm so that we wouldn't freeze but we kept going and i mean like it came out great so i mean don't stop and just keep going <laughs> no i think you're right because like like musical theater you're talking about yes yeah. i i love musical theater <laughs> you see that's i mean one of the i think most challenging things because it's not just singing but you're acting and you know it's a live performance uh, what? How old were you both when you first started doing that? I was nine. Lily was nine. I remember doing a show at nine, but I really started at eleven. And okay. We've been doing shows since then with a specific, like, with the schools that we've been at. But there's also a community theater that we've been doing shows at for a long time. And it I've is actually, a professional theater company, and we are still working with them today. Which wow, really so fun. so you must have learned a lot of discipline through that. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when it, because, I guess when it comes know, to like uh showbiz, we know how to uh be respectful and then um direct, but uh do what we're told. I guess I don't know if that makes sense. Obey. Because it, <laughs> it's one thing to, you know, show up at karaoke and wing it. But you can't wing it in musical theater. I mean, you have to oh. be prepared. Oh, yeah. I like that. So can you remember your like your yeah. favorite musicals that you've been in over the years? Oh, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Children of Eden was the first one we both did together. And it is still my favorite today. Yes. And that was yeah. a really good show. We had a really good cast that year. And yeah. it was just nothing else. Well, like nothing else we've ever done. Mm -hmm. um, we did it again, like last summer. Uh, it wasn't the same, but oh, it, it was. It was still fun. I mean, nostalgia. It was fun. See, what I really liked about that is um, our director likes to bring back shows sometimes, and so it had been almost ten years, and so that was my first show that, well, the first show that we did with him together. But then, because it was this specific group that we're with is like a, a camp for middle and high schoolers because I was um, technically an adult he brought me back on as a music director so I got to help teach the music for one of our favorite shows which was surreal that is really so cool, cool. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I've actually seen there's several movies out there that are about like music camp. And I don't know. I, I don't think they quite get them quite accurately. But, um, you know, that must have been a fun experience. I did a music camp when I was in junior high. And it's just something about, you know, doing music 24 7, you know. Mm-hmm. It makes you when feel you, alive. It does. I mean, especially if you love it. If you don't, then, but, you know, <laughs> if you eat, you <laughs> sleep, you breathe it. Right. You, you get really to like kind of the the intensity of preparing, you know, a play or, you know, a musical, but with the just insanity of being at summer camp. Oh, my <laughs> word. It is, it's crazy the things that happen backstage. And it's funny, our director is like, leave the drama for on stage, not off stage. <laughs> That's what uh, mom always says. Yeah. Exactly. And well, uh, yeah. Well, but you know, totally worth it. I, in the end. Are you both of that age? Maybe I'm dating myself, but I just remember maybe the past 15 years, you know, the ultimate for any young young girl was to play one of the leads in Wicked. Oh my gosh. You're That's one of my dream roles to, to play Galinda. Right because <laughs> you're talking to the right people. That was like the first <laughs> musical we ever really saw, wasn't it? Well, it was the first one. It's the first musical obsession I had. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, and, and then guys. as the elder sibling, I, uh, you as the elder sibling, and me as the younger sibling, I got roped in to being obsessed. So <laughs> it's a good show. It is a good show. I love it. <laughs> and I think the other thing, this was maybe 10 years ago when um, Frozen came out, and that I think ignited so many people. Even though it was, you know, an animated movie, mm-hmm. you know, it still felt like musical theater. And I think a lot of people wanted to, what was that big song, um, Let, Let It Go? go. Mm-hmm. Did that kind of ignite you guys and did you get involved in all that? Um, I think... Kind of. I think Lily did more than me. Did, yeah, because I was, <laughs> how old was I? I was like nine. <laughs> yeah yeah because that's the year Carson was born so I was nine but uh oh, yeah. I think I am also an artist when it came to like I love stories too I don't know why it just inspired me a lot and I'm not ashamed to say that I was obsessed with Frozen when it came out but <laughs> um I have to say like being a creative it led for a lot of things for me when it came to like story writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of nice to have those things that inspire you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, what what's inspiring you both right now? Hmm. Um, well, so when it comes to songwriting, um, as cliche as this, it, it kind of sounds a little cliche, at least in my head, but um, <clears throat> Taylor Swift, it's not her newest album, but one of them where she started writing stories about other people rather than herself. That was like very interesting to me and I like that idea. So I've tried to do the same thing instead of taking from myself because I hit a roadblock, taking from other people's stories and kind of putting them all together and being like, okay, this is really beautiful. It's kind of like story writing because I always wanted to be an author. And in a way that mm-hmm. you kind of are as a songwriter. It's my job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's good. And are you finding, like, maybe through school, you know, you're, you're expanding your circle, you know, and actually, you know, hearing more stories outside 
your own personal experience. Yes, and I've been very inspired by other artists because most of my friends are all musicians and they're so talented. And it's so interesting to just see how music touches everyone's lives and what they grab onto. And what I hope to do, I mean, I think Lily too, but, um, and I'm going to quote Dave Grohl here for a second from the Foo Fighters. He's like, you can write a song and it means something to you, but when you sing it live, like 5,000 people can sing it back to you for 5,000 different reasons. And that is the goal. Well, that's pretty deep. Mm-hmm. That's pretty deep. It sounds like you guys really like the live music experience. Oh, I love live music. It's fun being on stage. <laughs> you know what? It sounds like neither of you have stage fright. Not anymore, <laughs> at least. Hey, sometimes <laughs> I still do. I mean, like, yeah, you still get the jitters before you go on stage, but then you get off and it's like, I feel so alive. Yes, <laughs> what just happened? I'm also right. worried I'm going to mess up my guitar chords. <laughs> but but isn't that... But when you do live and like musical theater, the, the beautiful part about doing that is everyone flubs up and then you survive it. So mm-hmm. it's not as terrifying in the future. Like you, you realize you can survive almost any mistake on stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I've had to survive many. Um. <laughs> What's what's the what was the just most terrifying oh my bl- word. blunder on stage? Okay, oh, she is the perfect story for that. Okay, um, uh, back what year was that? Twenty. It was two that? years ago. Two years ago, we did SpongeBob the Musical, right? Ah, okay. And I played Sandy the Squirrel, and in the second act, they're like trying to climb a mountain, and we're standing on these scaffolding pieces. And I have an entire moving song. moving on stage. Yes, yes. They were moving around on stage while we were standing on them. But uh, my song starts. And I start singing. But the entire sound system died. Even oh, the microphones. No. And <laughs> I sing the entire song a cappella. And I fooled she, apparently a bunch of people. I was like, what? <laughs> she did a really good job. <laughs> wow. That's probably that's the craziest something. thing that's ever happened. Do you think they um, maybe secretly thought that was part of the musical? There were people that we did. Hope so. <laughs> there were people that like legit did. Like, I remember coming up to some people after the show. They're like, "Oh wait, there was supposed to be music behind that." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And like the pieces, these giant metal pieces on our wooden stage were so loud that I somehow was managed to sing over them. Thank you, Mr. Greg. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow, see if you can do if you can do that, you can do anything. That's what I told her. See, like it's funny to talk about those things. It's just like, well, I actually still got through that. I could Mm -hmm. I could do it. (laughs) Well, you if you don't have a few stories like that, it means you're not trying hard enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I agree. I think I remember the first time I had to like, I guess, improv on stage was when Oh, uh, oh, what year was that? 2018. We were doing. Oh, no, was that in Beauty and the Beast? No, 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 not Beauty and the Beast. Oh, good lord, we're not gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, we were doing Once Upon a Mattress, 2018, oh. and my friend, I had helped her a lot with her lines, but in the middle of like a show, she um, 
she uh, got scared and ran off stage, but I had memorized her lines and I said the rest for her. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, the, you know, I, I always want people to do their best on stage, but mm -hmm. I think like everyone, we also have this odd fascination, you know, to see something go wrong in a live show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, can they do it? Will they fail or will they keep going and keep us entertained? Yeah, I, I understand that feeling. <laughs> well, I, I know from talking to other actors, the worst thing, especially like with the dialogue in a play, is like when an actor like skips like a whole page <gasps> ahead. Mr. Greg has a story about that. Yes, our director has told us the same story multiple times about how when he was in a show and he had that exact same thing happen, but the, the person who skipped a whole page missed it like a pivotal part in the story and so they had to figure out how to go back and get that pivotal part in the story isn't that funny and then they're... and like they did it like they figured it out which i thought was so funny i wish i was there for it <laughs> well i'm sure you you two don't do this but you know the worst thing you know you're performing and you forget the lyrics to the song oh no no that's Ooh. happened to me that has happened to me too what do you do when that happens? You just keep going. You can't stop. It's like a like an audition. And you, know, you just keep going. Do you ever and, spontaneously and... like make up new lyrics? Um, I think okay. I don't I think it's like... ever been lyrics, it's been lines that I've had to remake. <laughs> yes. See, lyrics sometimes um if I forget something, I'll just take lyrics with that I've already said that i remember from another verse and put it there <laughs> you <laughs> sort of transpose and mix them around yeah yep i've done that too many times oh my goodness well you know um we have a little more to talk about before we go into our final heat um i know you guys have a really cool website so how can people find you and learn more about you online um okay so the website let me just make sure that I'm getting this right. If you look up sistersj.com, you can find us on there. Let me just make sure that I'm not telling you the incorrect information. And I know that sisters J, just the initial, so it's not like J with an A Y after. It's just mm -hmm. the word sisters, no space, letter J.com. Correct. Mm hmm. How did you come up with that name, Sisters J? I know uh, your last Ted's, name is Jackson. Uh, Ted's wife came up with it. Oh, yes. really? Yeah, we were like struggling with a name and then she kind of just came up with it and Ted was like, yes, yes. And we were all like, yes. <laughs> we wanted to be E and L for a little while, but there's another yeah. group named that. And we were also the Jackson sisters for a little bit, but then Ted thought it would be a good idea to change our name. Mm -hmm. and we like sisters jay i like mm -hmm. that and you know when you form a band or something and you go online you realize like every name in the world has been taken already yeah it's yes. so annoying i mean everything but for you guys well jackson again you're probably too young but you know i would think oh you know the jackson five you know oh yeah you, i mean I like that's know, what we literally call our family because there's five of us so we just... <laughs> <laughs> we call each other the jackson five mm -hmm. <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if you just called yourselves the jackson two 
I think we actually talked about that once. That would be amazing. Ghost <laughs> Jackson. I think that the then the the challenge is if people don't have the space between sisters and J, it just looks like sisters. Oh. <laughs> it kind of does, you're right. I didn't think Sisters.com. <laughs> But I think once you educate them, that they'll know it's Sisters J. Yeah, the logo yes, is slightly right. different because the J is behind Sisters. Yes. But I made that logo. I made that logo. I like that logo. No, that looks really good. Yeah, it was it was fun to make it. But yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna make like coffee mugs with the logo on it? <laughs> we could. That would be cool. <laughs> I'd buy that mug. Remember, it's it's merch first, music second. Merch, merch. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and when you love, you know, performing, so you're gonna have to like have the t-shirt table at your concerts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I, I used to wrap up, you know, we had talked about before clearly you did a song called You Shine Through, mm -hmm. uh, a praise and worship song. So tell me, I mean, do you guys have a background of singing in the church? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. We've been a part of well, our worship team at our church for a few years we haven't in a while because we've both been at school so it's been hard to do that uh, but we used to do children's worship a lot and then we would worship in regular service mm -hmm. which was really cool we didn't get to do it all the time but when we did it was and we used to for youth for a little while um yeah and which has been really, really cool, a really, really nice part of our upbringing. And um, since I've been at school, I've found a church um, over near my school that I've been a part of their choirs, and that's been a wonderful experience as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so many good musicians got their start doing music in the church. Mm -hmm. And it, it seems like um, a lot of people don't still know about that whole world of church music, you know, if you didn't grow up with it. And, mm -hmm. and, and even like, you know, modern contemporary Christian music, it's very big. You know, it, it is, is a, big. a big genre, but it still seems so secret to a lot of people. You know, what, what mm -hmm. is really, for people who have never heard it, I mean, what is praise and worship music? That's there are so many different genres within praise and worship music. Yes. Like, um, there's the choir, you know, singing hymns. It can be doing sacred music, which I found such a love for singing sacred music. Oh, nice. um, but okay. then there's also just um, like at our church, we sing a lot of uh, more like contemporary music that's just singing at the top of your lungs to, you know praise and worship <laughs> mm -hmm. um so there are so many different like i said genres within it there are many different ways to uh, you know God. worship it really kind of just depends on what your taste for praise and worship music is mm -hmm. it, it's an interesting about uh things that we create is that you can praise god through so many different things mm -hmm. you know and, for a lot of people you know, maybe they go to church and there's parts during the service where everyone sings in the congregation. Mm -hmm. But then there's other churches that actually have moments where people, you know, sing, you know, to the congregation. 
I think for a lot of people that don't realize, you know, there's churches where they've really prepared special music for the service. Yes, and that's like the church that I that I'm at. We do a lot of music like that. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, you know, I think a lot of people just know gospel music and just very lively. It seems like yes. there's also, you know, some very more somber, you know, more, you know, acoustic kind of music too. Oh, definitely. Uh, which do you prefer? Is your, you know, you shine through. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you describe that song? Um, like contemporary. Um, mm-hmm. I th- I think it's something that we would sing in um, my and Lily's home church. Mm-hmm. Like it, we have, we go to a non-denominational church that does more contemporary stuff. Yeah. And so oh. I think I've been wanting to see if we can do the song there. Um, it would be so much fun to do that with the praise and worship band. Mm-hmm. It would be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you have your hands in a lot of different things, different styles. You know, still, you know, Lily, you're going to school. And Elizabeth, mm-hmm. you know, you're about to embark on, who knows, maybe teaching school. So, you know, to sum all this up, you know, I, I bet a lot of young women, you know, would see you as role models and to think, yeah, they're they're doing a lot of things I'd like to try. You know, mm-hmm. what would be your advice to maybe the, you know, the musical theater, you know, what what, what do you call them? Not nerds, but. So I did some of that too, so I can call myself a nerd too. But uh, what, what would you say to those people who are at the point where, hey, maybe I do want to try this professionally or... You know, I'm my life might be, you know, professional in this way, but I always want to keep music a part of my life. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be to those people? I think it depends on what type of music you're in, but there are groups that you can find um, everywhere. I mean, I'm, I know there are like ensembles, especially in my area that, um, aren't doing things like professionally um but they just want to play music together Mm -hmm. and so they can still keep it a part of their lives like they'll either be playing or they'll be like vocal ensembles or i know there are um, community theaters there's a lot of other types of music that people do um but i i it's a big part of like my music philosophy is that music is such an important part of everyone's lives. It touches everyone's lives, whether it's in commercials, whether it's in, you know, when you're out shopping, music is always there. Mm-hmm. It's in movies. It's in all of our media. It's everywhere. And so whether it's... that means you're just listening and you know what you like, you like to share music with other people, um, or you just want to try something new, you know, just... Um, if you want to try something new, I'd say like, do your research, find people that, or if you know people who do music, like ask them about it, you know, just get advice that way too, just so you you can kind of like figure out your path, Mm -hmm. I guess, something like that. Excellent. And, and for you, was that Lily who just talked? No, that was Elizabeth. That was Elizabeth. Or just Elizabeth. Sorry. Okay. You, see, you you harmonize so well. I, I can't tell you apart. <laughs> and, and, and we did, get that a lot, actually. Yeah. 
with our voices like when we're talking on the phone they'll be like wait who's talking exactly and <laughs> lily funny. did you did you have anything to add to that i don't just say like never stop trying and like exploring and don't be afraid to explore new things but never leave what you love behind always take it with you absolutely yeah i have to say that because there's a lot of things that i love and I'm like, I never want to leave any of this stuff behind. And I wanted to find a way to do everything. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, I love telling stories. I love music. I love acting. I love art. And I was like, what's the one thing that does all of that? And I came to the conclusion of movies. So <laughs> I want to make movies. <laughs> Elias, and for any siblings out there contemplating forming a music group with their sibling, how do you do it without driving each other crazy? Uh, well, I think driving yourself, each other crazy is inevitable, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, we don't really, Lily and I haven't fought in a long time. We get along pretty well, which helps yeah. a lot. <laughs> That's encouraging. See, it is possible. In fact, it is I, possible. I mean, isn't it kind of cool that you're, you know, as siblings, you know, you have all the family memories, but you get to create this one special thing between the two of you. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's really cool. Definitely. See, see when you're, you're, you have your own kids, you can tell them stories of the time, you know, you, you and their special aunt, you know, got to play at the July 3rd festival. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, for everyone listening, I've been talking to Elizabeth Jackson and Lily Jackson. They are sisters, Jay. They've got this great song out called Clearly. You can see the video on their website and on YouTube. And hey, I think this is perfect that we're doing this at the beginning of 2023, because I think you guys are going to do so much this year. And I'm, I'm really rooting for you and really hope that you put more music out. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.